So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. With my dad, Angel Gettys. <laughs> Can I press that dad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. Wake up! On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Yes, no. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Hey, see the clock, but I'm late, senor. Hey, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. We got down here deep when we heard about the, the missile and heard the sirens go off. If we, we actually, this is uh, actually protected from a nuclear attack. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Miss Nomers. Who is Miss Nomers? Who's Miss Nomers? Miss Nomers 2017. She's beautiful gal. <laughs> Had to starve herself for a week to get in the draft. Played the piano. Uh, miss, uh, d- miss naming things. Mischaracterizing people and groups intentionally is our general manager. That's today. not a person, though. You're it's like... A concept! You, our, a concept <laughs> is the general manager. We cannot right. be governed by a concept. <laughs> I'm, I'm How do I complain deep. to a concept? Exactly. It's like a Time Magazine cover with a yep. computer on the yep. uh, front. I Innovative. Can't, I can't yeah. go knock on the door of a concept and just ask for a raise. What kind of a general manager is that? That's <laughs> a conceptual one. It's confusing. The misnomer or Mrs. Nomer. Having trouble with, uh, with my kids and their teachers. Is it Miss or Mrs.? <laughs> you know, I could go with Kim Jong Fat, but what's the point? Lobbed another missile, ho-hum, Do, over Japan. Uh. Maybe you can tell me this, and I want to talk much about 
the nuclear threat of North Korea. Um, uh, do do teachers still do Miss and Misses? If you're married, you go with Misses. If you're single, you go with Miss. Or is that is that out of style? It's a lot of Miss. Does everybody say Miss even if they're Miss married? Miss Miss not is, Miss. Is that something different than, than Miss what? or Misses? Yes, yeah, since like 1971. Tell so there's I don't three even of know them? where to begin. What? So M-S, there's three. Period. Miss. That's not Miss? No. <laughs> I was no, it's w- not specifying. Hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. Completely unaware of that. All right. And is that what teachers do then? Some do, yes. Huh. Some go with Miss. Some go with Misses. I would say uh, the majority say it's none of your business, and they go with Miss. Really? I did not know that. My wife did not know that either. Alerter, we were, immediately. We were trying to Stop figure the out. the show, call her. We were trying to figure out what was going on. I'll be damned. You country folk with your country ways. <laughs> Miss and Mrs. I thought you had two choices. You're either married or you're not married. Surely you know about Zay, right? That I don't know. <laughs> oh, and there's a, uh, a bill making its way through uh, California legislature that it would be a crime to not use the proper pronoun. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hope I don't Good. get a ticket for that. You know what we're going to do today? Study the world! Study the world! Ah, yes, ah, yes, study, study the world! Study the world. Yeah. Awesome. It's our duty, Michael. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to study the world, and we're going to kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. You know what he does? He presses buttons. He flips toggles. He pulls levers. He plays wacky music. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I'm fascinated by Conor McGregor now. Um, I'm going to develop his attitude towards life. He got knocked out in the ring, and you know what? It was just a minor inconvenience. He got right back up, started drinking, and, and continued on with his life. And so I think, you know, my problems can't. Know, are very minor compared to uh, you know, getting knocked out in the ring, and he still had a smile on his face. It didn't bother right. him the least. He got his face battered for 45 minutes and, and, and came out with a smile. Isn't that an example for all of us? I think he was looking at big picture, which is the smart way to do it, and thinking, I made $100 million. I've built a huge brand. This is part of it. You know, I asked for this a couple of times yesterday. Perhaps I was not specific enough. Can we have a go-to Conor McGregor clip, fellas? Do you want it something specifically from that fight or just in general? I would say the most Conor McGregory clip you can find. Okay, perhaps it's him pitching his whiskey yesterday, which we referenced fifty times. Uh, that would be good. Um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. Do you want to go by Miss or Ms? Uh, well, I'd, or Mrs. I, I don't know. I, it doesn't even matter. Jack, I'm, he's a fella. Did you know there were three choices? Uh, I didn't know there were three choices. I guess three choices, no choices. Mm. I'm I'm going through a bit of dragon withdrawal. I, uh, Game of Thrones is over. It's not coming back for more than a year. <sighs> what do I even do? I remember that when <sighs> I was into shows. I haven't been into a show in many years, but I remember when I was into shows. It'd be disappointing when it was over. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What am I looking forward to now? There's a new David Simon show coming out. The guy who made The Wire in about a month or so. I guess that'll that'll do. Uh, Isn't it about the porn industry in the 70s? Something like that. Yeah. Does anybody want to watch that? Something like that? Lot. Like the porn industry in the 80s? Or <laughs> no, it's, something it's, it's, like that. It's actually exactly like that. You know that. what I'm thinking? Lots of hair. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh. That's what I'm not. Oh, that was inappropriate. Well, well what? <laughs> the truth. Accuracy is inappropriate then. <laughs> There is there is Vincent, this nation's most prominent Asian-American talk show personality. How are you, Vincent? I'm getting my uh, dental implant today. Uh, it's going to cost $6,000 because this is Trump's America, and thanks, Obamacare. Uh, out of my pocket, which is fine, I guess. I don't know. Six-ger? Yeah, because uh, 
the insert company here's insurance doesn't cover it at all. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's it's over six k. But like any grown male adult, I had my mommy call the dentist, and this is a little life life hack a Rooney for everyone out there. She inquired about paying in cash, ten percent off if you pay in cash. So I went to the bank yesterday, withdrew six thousand bucks in cash, probably the most money I've ever had on me at one time. I turned off all my location on my phone, obviously. <laughs> uh, right, right. But I had Smart. Six grand on me. You were rolling deep or something. Oh, wow, I, you should have gone down to the club. I, I went back to my one bedroom with a condo and I started throwing it up in the air, making it rain. I was like, I'm like Floyd Mayweather, except I treat my women better. Good but man. Ten percent off, so. And you paid in cash. I'm paying cash today. Cash, yeah. cash. Yeah. Like I you am. handed it to the uh, the receptionist 20, or whatever. 40, <laughs> 60, 80, 100, <clears throat> 120, 140. And you got to do it in that tone of voice at that pace. 144. 144. We're down to the ones now. 145. Wow. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every dang day. We got a couple of top of the fold celebrity birthdays today. First off, Senator John McCain turns 81, his net worth $21 million. Ah, public servant. Now, I found this interesting. His wife, Cindy McCain, she is worth at least $100 million. She is? That's yes. right. What's her? She's uh, something or other. Uh, she's a she's not ketchup beer or distributor. Or, uh, beer, Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, that's right. Yes, one of the largest distributors in the country. How, how does how did how does John McCain now he's been in he's been around for a long time but how did he accumulate twenty one million dollars books I he's would, written a number of successful books I would think books and probably speaking fees on the side I and mean, it he, adds up. He, and he grabs the loose change out of his wife's purse <laughs> and invests it he's done well right that, that is interesting people should pause and reflect on that more often yep. so a life of public service you got at, at age at twenty one or at age eighty one you have twenty one million dollars. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm. People who are working only to try to make money, like that's the goal of everybody else when they show up to work. In right. theory, you're showing up to serve the public. You end up with $21 million. The rest of us who work every day just to make money, we don't even come close to that amount of money. Oh, yeah. You offer, but you know, 90% of the people listening, $2 million at uh, retirement. They would snap that up oh, right heck now. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. They'd uh, say, oh, thank God. And your goal is to make money. His goal is not. Well, so that's that's just ostensibly, yeah. allegedly, that's interesting. Although, I, you know, I'd like to know more about it. You know how he came by that much money. Yeah, and I don't want to indict the man without evidence, like you are. His, <laughs> his navy pension. Well, that's a, should yeah, we play our it. favorite Joe McCain? You know, for his birthday, why don't we play our favorite right. John McCain clip? Right. Joe's with us today. Joe, where are you? Where is Joe? Is Joe here with us today? Joe, I thought you were here today. <laughs> all right. Well, you're all Joe the Plumber, so all of you stand up and say, I thank you. <laughs> it's the ending that's key. And it, uh, my favorite part is Joe, won, I thought right? you were here today. <laughs> right. And, and last but not least, today would have been the King of Pop, Michael Jackson's 59th birthday. Yes. No, I'd be, I'd be pushing 60. Jackson's estate. His net worth in the estate likely now a billion dollars. He made eight hundred twenty-five million dollars in twenty sixteen as a dead celebrity. Wow! He had a good year. Yep, yep, yep. They don't want to give me credit for anything. And who's getting all that? 
Well, I'm sure. Mom we'll, and Dad and Tito. and I'm sure it'll be divvied sure, up amongst yeah. the heirs. Tito survives. Nice justice, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. Tito should survive. His dad should not. Is his dad dead? I hope so. Yeah. It's Tuesday, August 29th, year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin uh, the show officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. Uh, ABC 123 at Mark. They will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power. There you go. The sirens in Japan, where they actually, the, 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 the leader of Japan, the government of Japan, actually made an announcement, take cover. I'm glad we don't live in a country where we're told by the, gov- the federal government to take cover. Not and, yet. Uh, and our president has made a number of uh, red lines mm-hmm. on this. And, uh, well, we'll see where we are on that. Chilling montage there. Chilling. <laughs> What are other headlines, Marshall? As you mentioned, North Korea ramping up the tension, firing a missile over Japan, all options on the table. Yeah, boy. We got thousands leaving Houston. Harvey is getting ready to deliver another punch. And there could be a major breakthrough in treating post-traumatic stress. Mm, FDA, hope so. FDA just making that announcement. We have details coming up, 635 Armstrong and Giddy. So did the hurricane, I'm not following this, so did the hurricane come in, go back out, regroup, and come back again? Is that what happened? Yeah. It, it kind of came in and sat. Yeah. It they just said keeps it, whirling and raining. Yeah. And, and now it's moving back out into the Gulf. It's gathering more strength. And, and it's, it's going to come back? back? Yep. Wow, I didn't know they did that. Yep. I didn't know they went out and then came back again. That's that's a new, new news to me. Learning about that and Miz in one segment. That's fantastic. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. We have a, a report from Houston. A beloved Armstrong and Getty listener, a Houston fag, will be reporting in. We are yes. a national show. Here we already. That's all on the Hard way. Hard to imagine why we're not one officially. They're trying to keep us down because of, well, you know why. And you're preparing to downplay the threat of North Korea? No need. No need to what? Downplay it. It's already down. You're going to have to upplay it to make me care. <laughs> China. Okay. Stay tuned. To the Armstrong and Getty Show. I think I can easily make an argument why the North Korea missile thing is a very big deal. Good, that's fine. Um, and I'll make it right now. It's very short. If I weren't lazy, I would have gotten all the clips. The President of the United States has drawn like 10 red lines. North Korea has gone over all of them. And if we don't react, we're just like Barack Obama, which had repercussions around the world for years to come. Mm. It just shows, oh, okay, when he says that sort of stuff, he doesn't actually mean it. I don't think we can do anything or will do anything, but he drew a whole bunch of red lines. You better not this, you better not that. And he's this and that well, we and we're passed, not going to do anything. We passed some good, strong sanctions in the United uh, Nations. Got Russia and China to have a forum. I just don't think it goes farther. That's than not that. fire, fury, and frankly, power. Well, you can't say hasn't. stuff like well, that and then not do anything. Yeah. They will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power. The likes of which the world has never seen. Right. Yeah, I'm telling you. Every time, well, there's no. We have no time for this. We need to be disciplined. We have three and a half disciplined. Hours. Right. We can do it later. Mailbag. That's my point precisely. 
Uh, let's see, uh, Joe, uh, Joe in Dayton, Joe from Dayton writes, he's just signing JFD now. Joe, do me a favor, dude. Joe from Dayton writes, hey, just curious if we've heard anything from esteemed mailbagger Ryan in Houston. Well, as a matter of fact, I intended, uh, I had intended to read this yesterday. I will read it to you today. Subject, I don't want to put pressure on you today, but, and this is from Ryan. Dear Voice of the Gulf Coast, I don't want to put pressure on you today, but for us living in the Houston area, we don't have much to look forward to, but more rain. So if you can make it a really good show, please, that or flying to Mount Ararat to get Nozark to Houston would be helpful. Thanks a lot. Ryan from the island of Houston. The island of Houston. Now, he wrote that uh, fairly late Sunday evening. Certainly hope Ryan is still among the, uh, the, the sentient. God bless you, Ryan. May your... Most prized possessions remain unsogged, and your lungs full of air and not H2O. Well, speaking of North Korea, did you see that uh, little fathead uh, said that they have the capacity to send a wall of water to the United States and drown their cities? (laughs) Hinting that perhaps he caused the hurricane. Okay. And you played golf and got 18 consecutive holes in one. Whatever. This is a moving note from Jessica. I'd like uh, like a little respect, a little seriousness to come over the room. Joe? I don't know how you managed to keep a goldfish alive as long as you did. My kids got a goldfish on Sunday, named it Davy. Davy's funeral was this morning. The service was short but poignant. El flusheroo for Davy. You're a better fish parent than I'll ever be. KFTG, keep flushing those goldfish. That has been our goldfish experience also. Uh-huh. Usually longer than that, but not... Uh... Certainly not months and years. Well, we got a birthday party goldfish, too, and it lived 12 years. So I just think I don't think there's any need to go beyond that. It's it's all about success. It's what's on the scoreboard that mm-hmm. counts. Unless you're uh, old Colin McGregor and then you're selling your whiskey. <laughs> of course, I kind of feel like uh, if you got a goldfish and you're leaving for the weekend, you get a new one, you come back. <laughs> wow. Wow, ladies and I gentlemen. I put the food right by the bowl if he doesn't eat it. I don't know what, <laughs> yeah. I mean, pfft. yeah. Yeah, actually, on. you can get little discs that last for X number of days if you go on vacation to feed your fish. Yeah, or you can get a new goldfish when you get back. <laughs> oh, boy. Spend the extra 17 cents to <laughs> oh, get another one. <laughs> oh, boy. A little contrast for you here. This is uh, this is red versus blue. Uh, in Houston, men with boats risk their lives to rescue those stuck in floods. In Berkeley, Antifa burns S down. Well, time to move to Texas. Similar sentiments. Groups that the left seem to be sympathetic to. Black Lives Matter, Occupy Antifa, spent the weekend of the 26th beating people with clubs, throwing dog feces and urine on people who wanted to assemble and speak in California. Meanwhile, groups in the South who the left find reprehensible, ignorant, backwoods Trump supporters spent the weekend of the 26th launching their boats into the floods of the hurricanes, set out to rescue strangers and take them to safety. Uh, That's a note from Michael. Uh, similar thought from Andy Anonymous. Um, groups of, uh, well, the aforementioned groups, including the fascist Antifa, roam the Bay Area beating up anyone who they think may, may not be left enough. Everyone fears being punished for thinking wrong. This causes ever-increasing one-upmanship of violence by individuals to show the mobs they are true believers. In everyday life, this causes spiraling social bullying and relational aggression by individuals out of fear of being targeted. There's a lot of truth to that. 
happens in a lot of kind of extremist societies. You see it all the time in the Muslim world. I'm not going to bring you down to some of the horrifying stories. But if the mob of the righteous decides someone needs to be, say, stoned to death for adultery, almost always a woman. Occasionally her lover, a dude, is involved in this. But there's this frenzy of showing their righteousness, making sure nobody in the mob says, hey, old uh, Abdul over there, he didn't seem very into stoning that gal. I wonder if he really is a devout. I'm thinking he's not. And then all of a sudden, Abdul is in serious danger. You saw that in Maoist China with the old uh, you-know-who youth in the 30s in Germany. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. I will point out, in fairness, there are a lot of very left groups down in Texas that are uh, doing a beautiful job helping people out. So we have a guest coming up in about a half an hour who was uh, supposed to speak at one of the rallies over the weekend, and he's going to speak here on the Armstrong and Getty Show without being beaten down. Yeah, he was prevented from speaking because of the uh, the violence and the beatings, and uh, he was going to speak at what you've heard described over and over again as a far-right rally. One of the things you're going to hear from this gent is that description is purely fiction. It was repeated by none other than the mayor of San Francisco, congenital liar Ed Lee. It was repeated by the queen of liars, Nancy Pelosi, not to mention virtually every media outlet. It's simply false. I'm going to give... To, uh... to ascribe any political stance to this group would be inaccurate. It can't be done. They were there to say everybody gets to talk in America. Yeah, I was watching some of the videos yesterday of uh, the Antifa people coming up and attacking people that were just standing there. And the police standing right there watching. Right. Which is just scary. Yep. Freaking scary. Yep. You get to commit assault and battery in Berkeley. So go do it today. I mean, if you'd like to, because it's lawful there, apparently. It, it, it was it was unfair fights. If two guys want to knuckle up, okay, fine, go at it. Sure. But it was at least five on one, usually like ten on one. Yeah, it's, it's political mob beating. With weapons. Uh, it's Rick, okay if you're wearing a Trump hat. I got to believe if you're wearing a pro, pro-choice hat, it's not okay to beat people down. Oh, to be the, which side are we talking about? To be the victim? I'm thinking the police would jump in if somebody in a pro-choice hat was getting beaten up by right. uh, by armed uh, whoever. Right, exactly. Uh, Ray from Massachusetts, uh, coast to coast with the most. Yeah, Jack Joe, is there any way to get a copy of the plot change script outline that the news has been using these past few months? At least is there a way to find out who's writing it? The coincidence of every news agency changing their point of view on some of the current events at exactly the same time is mind-boggling. You p- played the clips of Newsies decrying Antifa this morning. I thought it was interesting. Then I saw that Frank Somerville of KTVU in the Bay Area went to the Berkeley rally and was completely offended by Antifa this weekend. I do not understand how after months of allowing violence, all of these people come to the same moment of epiphany. I get how the East Coast media missed this because they're sloppy and lazy and they don't care about anything on the West Coast. How the uh, the people of uh, the West Coast missed this story is beyond me. Because... Lockstep ideology and lack of, of, of honesty, intellectual honesty. They're just used to going with the herd. It's so safe. It's so easy to always go with the herd. And the herd around them has been saying, oh, yeah, these groups are beating down fascists. They didn't bother to look into it, yeah, including it was the- journalists, including, and, and, you know, Frank, with all due respect, I'm glad you're saying what you're saying now because it takes at least a ball. I think balls <laughs> would be, you know, overly complimentary, frankly. Um, but how did you miss this until now? 
as a journalist. Yes, well, Sean. I think it touches on something that I believe it was Joe that brought up last week, the difference between a therapeutic response and a strategic one. People got so wrapped up in the, yay, punch Nazis, yes, yes, I feel that feels good. But it, it, in that short-sighted kind of embracing that feeling, you lose the strategic high ground that you had when, when you try to combat these things the right way. I well, would say so. I would say so. And uh, coming up, because we don't have time now, an Armstrong and Getty listener who has sipped the $125,000 champagne. Oh, really? Wow. More than once. That Conor McGregor uh, drank after the fight. Before I started drinking me whiskey, notorious whiskey, available soon. Show how down I am. that whiskey tastes so good. Show how down I am. Here I am drinking a $125,000 bottle of champagne. That's how down I am after the fight. That's a good move. That's right. Or you can drink whiskey made by the world's most violent leprechaun. So some, Connor McGregor. So in Marshall's news, I guess he has some politicians that have come around to understanding what Antifa is. Yeah, they're waking up bit by bit. Good. Thank God. Including the, the coward of Berkeley, the mayor. Let's find out. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I see Mark Hamill of original Star Wars fame is helping to raise a billion dollars to buy Twitter and then kick Trump off of Twitter. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, who is there? Somebody else involved in that? Some other famous person? Valerie Plame. Oh, that's right, He's Valerie Plame of the the uh, CIA outing Scooter Libby Dick Cheney uh, right. scandal right. of years gone by. Wow, <laughs> that's a noble purpose. Anywho, let's get to the news now, Marsha Phillips. Air raid sirens going off in Japan. This after North Korea fires a mid-range ballistic missile designed to carry a nuclear payload that flew over Japan and splashed into the northern Pacific. Now, CBS's Ben Tracy is in Tokyo. Millions of people here in Japan woke up to a message on their cell phones that said, missile passing, please take cover. Even some of the famed bullet trains in this country came to a screeching halt when North Korea launched this missile with no warning. God, I'm glad we don't live in a country where the government says, take cover, a missile has been fired from one of our enemies. We don't live in one yet. Right. Well, with pacifists like you... (laughs) <laughs> who are willing to allow North Korea to march toward having the ability to threaten us like that, yes, we will be living well, in that world. What are you going to do, throw a rock at Kim Jong-fat? You take him out! In a terse, you get tough and you take him out! In a terse message, President Trump says, quote, all options are on the table, yep. end of quote. i got to tell you, you already look like a bluffer to me. I mean, there's been so many of your better not do this, better not do that over the last several weeks, and they keep doing this and that. And nothing happens. So why is anybody going to listen to Trump saying that all options are on the table any more than when the Kim Jong fathead says you're going to live in a lake of fire? He's a bluffer and a fluffer and a midnight puffer. That's what I say. Here's the deal. Well, then you got to stop saying that stuff. Well, I would agree with that. Although, yeah, it's, it's Trump. It's the Trump filter. He meant if they did anything. He said if they make any more threats. He just doesn't say what he means. Every year during the annual exercises that we have with South Korea, yeah. the joint exercises, Kim Jong-Fat and his daddy, Kim Jong-Fatter, and granddad, the original fat, fat. Um, they, they, they do something incredibly provocative. And two months later, it's more or less forgotten. Now, right, it's forgotten. The sanctions. It's forgotten, and they get closer to having a missile with yes. a nuclear weapon yes, that which can they hit they the United States. Have. That's right. 
Exactly. So Japan's going to nuke up in South Korea, and uh, that's our brave new world. I didn't understand for the past couple of weeks where, where Trump people and journalists were acting like the, the Trump people had accomplished anything. What evidence did you have that you'd accomplished anything with the tough talk? A couple of weeks of relative calm. That was the quote-unquote proof. While they continue to work as fast as they can to get better missiles and better nukes, smaller nukes. That doesn't mean we accomplished anything. You know, uh, Rex Tillerson, who I believe to be a serious man and a a man of substance. Brett uh, Stevens, formerly the Wall Street Journal, now of the New York Times, said he's the worst Secretary of State we've ever had. No, he has no idea what he's talking about. Uh, Rex Tillerson, who is a very serious man, as I may have mentioned, uh, he was saying optimistic things based on very little. Now, well, I don't in know. denial of my denial, just a moment ago, I will tell you this. I think everybody needs to do a little more shutting the hell up. Quit making pronouncements and threats and, 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 and you know, appraising the situation. Just don't. We have no comment on that. We're working on that behind the scenes. Just too much talk. So, Welcome to Talk Radio. <laughs> Sunday, hundreds of masked anarchists dressed in black stormed a peaceful protest in Berkeley, California. And now CBS News is reporting that Berkeley's mayor, Jesse Aragine, says it's time to confront the violence on the left displayed by the Wow. Black. Oh, my God. A couple of years after they've been beating people down yeah. in the street. Look at this picture in the San Francisco Chronicle, These black, this yeah. black-clad army. Now, imagine if that was... Right wingers of some sort going after. Uh, I always use a you know a pro choice march or anything like that. A Hillary Clinton rally, right. anything like that. Sure, uh, uh, a marriage uh, equality something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, a gay marriage yeah, march. Imagine pride, if those the were pride right, parade. The pride instance. parade, perfect right. example. Yeah. If this was right wingers lined up to go beat down people over the pride parade, the president of the United States would have to give a prime time address about it. That's right. This happens all the time. Reverse roles. Every single headline in every single newspaper. In America would be the same thing. There would be outrage. There would be schools would shut down. There would be a national conversation because the media is, you know, according to most studies, about eighty-five percent lefty. But uh, if you have any heart, if you have any honesty, you have to condemn the violence wherever it occurs. The fact that the coward Jesse Aragine is now condemning it shows how bad it is. This guy is a member of by any means necessary. He friends them on Facebook. Aragine now saying, I think we're going to have to think big picture about what's the strategy of how we're going to deal with these violent um, elements on the left as well. I think we should classify them as a gang. You know, they come dressed in in uniforms. They have weapons. They're almost a militia. I think we need to think about that in terms of our law enforcement approach. All right. You know what? Listen, I've trained dogs. I love training dogs. I love dogs. When you call to your dog and tell it to come. And it takes it a while to come, and you get mad. You don't kick your dog when it finally comes. Or it will learn, you know, exactly the opposite of what you intend. I am not going to kick Jesse Aragine, the member of Berkeley, the uh, mayor of Berkeley. I would say I find your arrival at that conclusion to be almost hilariously late, sir. But you're right, and I appreciate you saying that. Mayor is now uh, asking UC Berkeley to call off next month's Free Speech Week featuring Milo Yiannopoulos. He's saying, please, please, please call it off. We will see. So that's how you handle the situation. You have less speech. Okay. I could almost make the argument, put it off for a month. 
while you, for instance, speak with the police and tell them, listen, our old policy of to avoid violence against you guys will permit violence against the citizens. We got to rethink that. I say give them a few weeks to get the plans in place and then go big with that free speech week. Big, big, big. And put the city to the test. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Probably time to have Milo on again. His book is selling really well, by the way, his best, his um, self-published book. It was fourth on the New York Times list for a while. I saw him on Book TV the other night, and he was freaking great talking about free speech. Yeah. He's a... Well, we'll talk about it more. We could really need to take a break. We ought to get Ben Shapiro on. There are a lot of really good, smart people who are being falsely branded as one thing or another, which is one of the other topics we're going to deal with today. And we've got one of the speakers who could not speak in California over the weekend because of the violence. And you'll hear his dangerous right-wing message. It's an Armstrong and Getty exclusive, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, Yes. Unless he goes on another show between now and then. Then it's not. Then it's not an exclusive. There's a um, a Trump-Russia story. Does anybody care about that story anymore? Washington Post and New York Times, front page stories. The failed New York Times. A new connection, they say. Oh, failing. Sorry, they haven't failed yet. Still in business. Failing. (laughs) All that stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Justin Bieber says, and I quote, I feel like I can't go outside naked anymore. Hmm. Unquote. We'll, hmm. have, we'll have that story later. So will we? Say, you feel the same way? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get to a certain stage in life, you just can't do it. Hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Like five years old. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Special guest coming up, one of the speakers who was silenced over the weekend. You'll hear his dangerous right-wing message, and that's the way it was described by the mayor, congresspeople, uh, the news, etc. Uh, stay with us for that. After dropping off my daughter at college in the greater Washington, D.C. area Thursday, uh, Judy and I trekked up to Reading, Pennsylvania, where some very good friends of ours have located, chasing a job. They move back and forth across the country to, you know, get whatever job is available, uh, like a lot of people do, and some people will not. But anyway, uh, we were taking this power walk along the beautiful, I think it was the Schuylkill River or one of your rivers in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. they got funny names out That's there. That's the name of a river? You know what's interesting? It doesn't seem like I'd want to swim in there. Uh, no, well, you wouldn't. Uh, nothing is named Los something or San something or oh, other. Yeah. It, it takes a little getting used to. Sure. Anyway, um, so we're uh, there's this really nice, beautifully maintained path along the river. So we're doing like a long hike, power walk, let's get some exercise thing. And we're talking about families and kids and stuff like that. And, and uh, they have a couple of adult sons, young adult sons, and... And they were talking about um, uh, they were talking about the things their kids want and don't want of like family uh, heirlooms and materials and stuff like that. And and our friend Linda was describing how she'd asked uh, one of her sons if they want to, you know, grandma's old something or other. And he's like, no, what would I do with it? I don't want that. And it was the whole millennial right. uh, thing, not wanting, you know, I've heard of antiques or just forget antiques among millennials at this point. Unless it's like antique video games or something like that, uh, which I found interesting. But there was this guy who was bicycling with his little girl who looked to be, I don't know, seven, eight years old. And they'd biked by us. And then we were walking back and 
we're discussing things, and Judy says, you start talking about the fine china that you get when you get married, or at least... China! (laughs) The the, the plates and saucers, sir, not the country. Um, We were, uh, (laughs) and we were talking about that and how often we used it, and our our friends were talking about, uh, my friend Drew was like, I don't remember, have we used it in the last five years? Once, we used it once, did we? And uh, Judy and I said, yeah, once a year, maybe Christmas, something like that, and... uh, and I said, does anybody really need fine china? And the bicycle guy happened to have been coming up behind us. And he says, no. And he keeps riding. Absolutely perfect timing. And then he turns back as he's riding and says, I wish you'd say something to my wife. We've had this argument. And uh, That's I pretty thought, funny. Yeah. If you're going to sell your stock in anything, it'd be like, China companies or, you know, Judy and I got married in the 80s. We were practically kids, but uh, we got married back then. Uh, the, the older generation, generations, your your parents, your grandparents, aunts and uncles, you got to have the China. You got to have like the fine silver for the, you know, the big occasions, et cetera. Et cetera. You got to have your gravy boat and all those, you know, accoutrements of the table. And I think that stuff is just going away. Yeah, and I'm I'm anti-material possessions, so from that standpoint, uh, it seems like it's a good thing, but it also seems like it's fairly tied into me and um, community and families and get-togethers and stuff like that that I feel like is going away, and that's definitely not a good thing. And and see, you know, grandma's such-and-such means a lot to me because it was grandma's. Right. It's not just that it's a piece of furniture, so I wonder if we're getting kind of dislocated from that, too. Or having a, you know, a get-together that we take as a serious family get-together a number of times a year going away, which it is. And the symbolism of the fine china is this is very important. This is a big deal. So I don't know, but I would like to salute the bicyclist in Reading, Pennsylvania for his hilarious comic timing. (laughs) We want deal! Scared off by Antifa for good reasons. Couldn't speak. Going to speak here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Coming up.